the Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. What happens when an inmate is released from prison? Well, if we are honest, many assume it's only a matter of time before they reoffend and are sent back. But it's that way of thinking that makes rehabilitation impossible. On December 2nd, 1999, a man made a horrible decision that would take the life of the little girl he loved. A decision he felt was forced by the inability to walk the straight and narrow after prison in a world that believes convicts never really change. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Sean Grell showed his knack for cruelty at a young age. The troubled boy killed a family cat, set their dog and first home on fire, and by the age of 13, had already been arrested for forcibly fondling a young girl's breasts. That incident sent him to a juvenile facility where he continued getting himself into trouble, both his fellow inmates and the staff. He eventually had his IQ tested and found that he was on the borderline with an IQ of 70 to 80. The low IQ explained some of his actions, but his overall cruelness and violence seemed to stem from something else. Sean would spend the rest of his adolescent life bouncing between his family home, which wasn't the greatest in and of itself, and juvenile facilities for charges like disorderly conduct, shoplifting, and assault. By 1992, he committed his first crime as an adult. So this time when he was convicted of assault, he got sent to prison instead of juvie. He was back behind bars for robbing a convenience store in 1995 and again in 1998 for parole violation. But it was while on this parole that Sean met a woman named Amber Salem, and together the pair had a daughter in 1997, and in 1998, she agreed to marry him. And this new relationship and fatherhood seemed to make him happy. But when he violated parole and was sent back to prison, he missed out on a chunk of that happy family life. He was released in 1999, moved in with Amber and their daughter in his future in-laws home in Maricopa County, Arizona, and tried to keep his nose clean for his fiance and daughter. But his lengthy criminal record made it incredibly difficult to find a job. And when he did lie to get a job, they would inevitably fire him a couple months later after his background check came back through. And with no job came no income, and with no income came a lot of tension within the family. 
On November 29, 1999, Sean Grell told his most recent employer that he was needed back at home and never returned. He spent the next few days at home when, on December 2, 1999, Amber's mother found out that he lost yet another job and told Amber. She called Sean at home and asked if he would meet her for lunch. He agreed, cashed his last paycheck, put in some applications at the Desert Sky Mall, and met with her in the food court. She explained to him how angry her parents were and how there was a very good chance this was the last straw, that he would be thrown out of the house. With their lunch finished, Sean drove to the daycare center where his daughter Kristen attended, signed her out using Amber's name, and drove the now two-year-old girl to Mesa to pick up some McDonald's. They ate together in an apartment complex parking lot and began cruising around looking at all the Christmas displays. Eventually, the two-year-old got tired of being in the car and began whining. Sean answered this completely normal toddler reaction with a swift slap to the mouth, which, of course, turned her whining into full-blown crying. She eventually calmed down, told her dad sorry, but soon began crying again, this time for her mommy. Something inside Sean snapped. It all had been piling up on him for so long, and something about his daughter crying desperately for her mother sent him over the edge. At 5.40 p.m., he stopped at a convenience store to purchase beer and sports drinks, drove around for another hour before buying a plastic gas can at the department store, drove some more before putting gas in that tank, and then finally drove to a remote area near Apache Junction. By this point, more than likely from a long fit of crying, Kristen had finally fallen asleep. He took his sleeping toddler and that gas tank and walked to a nearby drainage ditch about 15 feet from the road. The little girl woke up just as her father began pouring gasoline on her body. He lit a match and flicked it onto his daughter. The little girl stood up, stumbled around as much as her legs could handle before finally collapsing face down about 12 feet from where she started. Kristen Salem had burns covering 98% of her body. The bottoms of her feet were the only untouched pieces of skin. After this horrific crime, Sean simply got back into his car and drove around waiting to see if the fire would die out on its own. When he was satisfied, he went to one of the convenience stores he had previously visited, got some more beer, and chatted with the cashier about the horrible thing he had seen in the nearby desert. He explained that he saw a group of teens lighting a stray dog on fire and remarked, this is what the world is coming to when kids set dogs on fire before leaving. He continued to drive around, drinking beer along the way, before a Phoenix police officer pulled him over on suspicion of driving under the influence. When the officer approached the car, Sean handed him a beer. The officer decided to take pity on the man, and having no clue what he had just done hours before, allowed him to walk home. Instead, Sean returned to his car and continued driving around until about 2 a.m. when he was pulled over by another officer, one who was less kind and immediately arrested him. He was processed and then released in a cab that he was supposed to take back to his home. Sean asked the cab to drop him off at 3rd Avenue and Van Buren, where he walked to the state capitol, used a call box to call the Capitol Police Department, and confessed to killing his daughter. Apparently, he attempted to tell the officer who pulled him over about the murder 
Anne called 911, but no one responded. He was arrested and later signed a waiver that allowed the statements he made to the media to be held against him in court. He held a news conference where he admitted to killing Kristen and gave the details of her death. Sean Groh was found guilty by the court of first-degree murder and, due to his prior convictions, the cruel nature of the crime, and that the victim was less than 15 years old, he was sentenced to death on July 9, 2001. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on December 3rd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This daily true crime podcast can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching Morning Cup of Murder. I'd love it if you stopped by and said hi. Stay safe.